We all pack a little bit differently, right? Some of us, we're really good at just sticking to the essentials of exactly, you know, what we need. Um, And then some of us, you know, would probably pack a bathing suit to Antarctica just in case that, you know, rare moment happens that we need it. Because you never know, right? You never know. You might need it. Um, And so we we pack a little bit differently. It's been... um, quite some time now, actually, since I've been to an airport. But, you know, you get off the flight, you go straight to your baggage claim to claim your baggage. And, you know, if you have maybe um, a tattered bag, you know, maybe a suitcase that needs some love or maybe it has an embarrassing print on it or something like that, you might, you know, let it go around a couple times, let everybody else get claim their luggage first, and then, you know, your elbow and the person next to you be like, oh, look at that bag, and it's really yours, you know, you just don't want to be embarrassed. Um, and then, you know, once everybody's gone, you know, you'll take your baggage and you'll go and all of that. But um, whether we want to claim it or not, we all have baggage. And I'm not talking, of course, about our suitcase there, but um, I'm talking about, you know, that. It, it, you know, if you look up the the synonyms for baggage, you've got, you know, the uh, affliction, anxiety, dead weight, determent, difficulty, um, hardship, hindrance, impairment, all of these things that we have um, in our life. And, you know, it just shows up without any invitation. And regardless of the specific baggage, all of us experience limitations in our walk with God and in the kingdom of God. And there is only one answer, only one way to deal with our baggage, and that is to give it to God. The Bible, you know, it doesn't quite use the word baggage, but we talk about burden. In the Bible, um, there are several references to our burdens. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about our burdens um, and and what God has called the church to do and uh, how we uh, can help lighten the load. So the biggest burden by far is the burden of sin. Hebrews 12 and 1. I'm able to use that or not, but Hebrews 12 and 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Our sin is a weight, and it just piles on and, and piles on, and it just makes it so much harder to go through this this race that uh, we know is our journey with God. And the heaviest and biggest burden that we will ever carry is that burden of sin. Romans 6, uh, 1 through 4, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead in sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him in baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And for anyone here who's laid down that burden of sin, you know, walking you know, in that newness of life, you know, when you come out of that water and you, all of your sins have been washed away. I mean, 
as you know, Pastor and I, as we the the term that we hear most commonly after baptism is, I just feel lighter. I just feel so good. I feel so light. Um, it's because we're carrying that burden of sin, and it's a heavy weight that is is on our shoulders. And when we finally, you know, uh, rid ourselves of that burden, it's such a beautiful and wonderful feeling. Um, in Romans seven twenty four, he just says, "Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death?" I mean, that sounds like a, a burdened guy right there. Um, you know, just when we're in that life of of sin, it's not just the burden of of sin, it's the weight of the consequences of sin and the guilt and the shame and all of these things that sin causes us to carry and makes things so heavy on us. And once the burden of sin has been lifted, I can tell you that all of the burdens that I'm about to talk about don't quite, uh, you know, come to comparison with that initial, that burden of sin, that heavy weight that is on us. So, The biggest burden is the burden of sin, but there are also some, and some, just as we, you know, may pack the essentials, and some of us may pack a little extra, um, some of these burdens we can lay down, and some we have to carry, um, and, and so, you know, of course the burden of sin, we don't have to carry that. We can, we can lay that down. Um, however, um, this one, uh, the next one is people, people can be a burden to us, but we know as we pray, you know, we pray, God, give us a burden for souls. That's a good thing, right? Um, but sometimes regardless, people can be a burden, Numbers eleven eleven and Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? Moses was saying, God, these these people, <laughs> it's just too much. They're all coming to me for answers. Every single one of them, from the smallest problem to the largest problem, and it's a burden on me, God. That's what Moses was telling God. He said, it's, thou layest this burden of all the people upon me. And Matthew 23 and 4, it says, for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. And so we know that people can be a burden. Sometimes, um, you know, when we are maybe taking care of our elderly parents or when we are, you know, caring for someone or, um, you know, all of these different situations or sometimes when there's a new convert that comes in, uh, you know, it takes time. It takes time to, to teach them Bible studies and do all of these things. And so as much as we are you know, called to take on some of those burdens. And some of those, it's just a necessity sometimes, right? Um, It's still a burden, right? We still feel that weight. We still feel that pressure um, of having to be there for that person or care for that person or that them being dependent on you. So even though uh, it can be a necessity, we do still feel that. And we feel that weight and that burden. Also, we can be a burden to ourselves. Job 7 and 20, it says, I have sinned. What shall I do unto thee? O thou preserver of men, why hast thou set me as a mark against thee so that I am a burden to myself? 
In Psalms 38 and 4, it says, For mine iniquities are gone over mine head as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. Now, of course, we know, like I said, that the, the burden of, of sin, but this is just a bur- being a burden to ourselves, and it's sometimes it's not necessarily sin. It's just making bad choices. Um, you know, if our car breaks down and we go out and we go and get the 2022 Tesla with a $900 monthly payment, and then we come into the church and saying, man, I'm... I'm struggling here. I have such this this financial burden. I can't, you know, but maybe it was because we made a bad choice, right? We made an unwise decision or maybe, uh, you know, there's a problem or a situation and we just choose not to act. We choose not to do anything about it. Now that's us, right? We're making a bad choice or an unwise decision. And so we can then become a burden to ourselves, and sometimes to those around us as well. And so we have the burden of sin, the burden of people, even the burden of ourselves. Um, And worldly help can eventually add to our burdens if we seek after help from worldly means rather in substitute for seeking after God and his help and his uh, guidance, it can lead to even, you know, just not solving the problem, not lifting the burden. Isaiah 46, 1 and 2, it says, Bel boweth down, Nebo stoopeth. Their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. So what this is saying, these are false gods. These are idols, and they're, they're loading them up onto the mules, and it's saying that they were heavy, they were dead weight. Uh, they were burdens who can't bear burdens. Um, because, of course, we know that idols can do nothing for us, right? We serve the one true God that can lift those burdens. Amen. And so when we seek after, now I want to be very careful because there are means and methods, and and you can ask Pastor, I'm the first to suggest if you need to see a psychologist, if you need to talk to somebody, if you need to seek professional help, there is nothing wrong with that if you are not first seeking after a relationship with God. If we go and we seek other means without first seeking after God and trying um, in alignment with that, seek a relationship with God and seek, you know, um, pursue after God, um, then it's not going to help, right? It's not going to do what it needs to do, what God needs to do in you. Um, and so there, it's so often that we just will try absolutely everything, right? We'll, we'll go to, we'll jump to all of these different things when, um, you know, maybe we just need to get on our knees and maybe we just need to seek after the Lord. And like I said, I'm not saying that any of those things are wrong in conjunction with our relationship with God, um, but we have to seek that first. Another burden is when our burdens are not distributed evenly or fairly. 
Um, I'm sure Pastor can attest that this is a, probably a big topic in all of his marriage counseling, right? When, um, you know, one, one spouse feels like they're carrying more of the load than the other. Or um, I know for me, I work, my work environment is in a team. So as a team, we have to accomplish a certain goal. So if one person's not doing it, somebody else is going to have to do it, right? And that's a burden because if you know, if you and your coworker have the exact same job, you're getting the same pay, but you're doing more of the work, that causes a burden on us. And just like in Matthew 20, there's the parable um, of the vineyard where the uh, uh, the Lord of the vineyard goes and he hires a help and he says um, that he'll give him a penny a day, uh, you know, to work the whole day. Well, then he goes again in the third hour and the sixth hour and the ninth hour and they all get hired for a penny a day, but they're doing less work, time. And then he goes out in the 11th hour with only one hour left of work and he hires um, people. And so for one hour of work, they got a penny. And the others who worked all day thought when payday came that they were going to get more. And he said, no, I hired you still for the same. Uh, Matthew 20 and 12, it says, saying these last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. And so when we have these imbalances in our life, um, that can be a burden on us. It can be a heavy weight um, because we, you know, we feel like, uh, you know, we're carrying more, we're doing more. And so the church has two responses to burdens. Galatians 6, I'm going to skip around a little bit, but Galatians 6, um, verse 2, 5, and 7 through 9, it says, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth into his flesh shall reap of the flesh, of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So, as a church, it says we need to bear one another's burdens, um, and it also says for every man shall bear his own burden. And so, like I said, you know some of these burdens. We can lay down, but some are essential, right? As, as Christians, as human beings, we're going to bear burdens as we live our life. But a beautiful thing is when you're a part of the church and when you're a part of the body of Christ, we can bear one another's burdens because each of us go through different times in our lives and we can help one another. We can be there for one another. We can strengthen one another um, and, and uh, just help share that burden because I know, you know, anybody who's lived for God for any sort of time, you know that there's mountains and there's valleys, right? There's times when you're doing well and there's times when you need some help and there's no shame in that. And so when we come together in the body of Christ with people with different backgrounds and diversities and strengths and all of those things, we can come together and we can bear one another's burdens. But it also says, for every man shall bear his own burdens, you know, so it doesn't mean that we can put all of our burdens on the church, right? Um, but they are, we are here for one another, and we need to help one another, but we also need to carry our own weight as well. 
In Numbers eleven seventeen, it says, and I will come down and talk with thee there. This is um, actually just right after when Moses was telling um, God about how all of the people were such a heavy burden. Just a few scriptures later, it says, and I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. So God allowed there to be other people there to support Moses and to help him in that so that he did not have to bear the burden alone. So with all of these burdens that we bear, I want you to know tonight that God can deliver us from our burdens. Exodus 6, 6 through 7, it says, Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of Egypt. So, and we know the end of the story, right? God did. He delivered them. He brought them out from that bondage. And Isaiah 58 and 6 says, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? And Isaiah ten twenty seven, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So we know we can be assured that God can deliver us from those burdens. But that doesn't mean that he always will, right? <laughs> So I don't mean to encourage you and then bring you down, but I'm just saying that there is hope, right? We know that we can come to God and we can ask and we can give him our burdens and he may deliver us out of those burdens. Um, But if he doesn't deliver you from your burdens, he will help you carry those burdens. Psalms 55 and 22, it says, cast Thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Matthew 11, 28 and 30, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I have to say that that's just one of the most encouraging scriptures as a Christian um, to just know that when our burdens feel heavy, because man, are they heavy sometimes, right? We go through some things in our life where we're just feeling the weight, whether it be the weight of sin, the weight of people, the weight of pressures, the job, all of these things, um, we can rest assured, hallelujah, that we can come to God And all ye that are um, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We have to understand that until our deliverance comes, the kingdom of God still goes on. 
in spite of our burdens, in spite of our circumstances and situations, the kingdom of God goes on. But you know what? Even with our limitations and our imperfections, we are still useful to God. God can still use us even when we're burdened, even when we're feeling all of the weight and all of the things because 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So I want to encourage you that if you are carrying a heavy burden tonight, know, hallelujah, that when you're weak, God is strong. When you just feel overwhelmed and you just don't know what you're going to do, that's okay. Trust in God because God will show himself and show his grace in that. Our assurance is this, if we could go ahead and stand tonight. Jeremiah 17 and 21, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Take heed to yourselves and bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring it in the gates of Jerusalem. That Sabbath day, that symbolizes the day of rest, right? We can be assured that in God we can find our rest. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12 For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. We have this assurance that when our burdens feel heavy, hallelujah, that when we feel overwhelmed, that when we have so much anxiety, we just don't know what to do with it. Hallelujah, that there we can, tr- we can have God's spirit. And when we have the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that is our rest. It is in God that we find that rest. Hebrews 4 and 9, it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. And another, uh, another version of the Bible says it this way, There is awaiting a full and complete rest reserved for the true people of God. Hallelujah. When we seek after God and when we give our burdens to the Lord there, we can find rest. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you tonight. I'm going to have in just a moment, have an opportunity for you to come down to this altar. I want to encourage you if you haven't first lay down the burden of sin. Hallelujah. Lay down that burden of addiction and lay down that burden of, of lust and, and, and all of if you have sin in your life, we have an opportunity to come and lay it down because we don't, that's a burden we don't have to carry. Hallelujah. We can choose, hallelujah, to, to take that sin and leave it at the altar and leave and walk in that newness of life that God promises us. Hallelujah. And I want to also say that you don't have to bear your burdens alone. Hallelujah. And while we bear them, God will give us rest through his spirit. And this last point that I want to make is that life's 
burdens are only temporary for the children of God. Hallelujah, because we know in the end we will see God and all of these burdens of life will be gone. Hallelujah, there there won't be a tear, there won't be pain, there won't be sorrow in heaven. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to come down to the altar tonight. Hallelujah. And let's lay our burdens down before the Lord and just, hallelujah, have an opportunity to say, God, I need your rest, Jesus. God, I need you, hallelujah, to to lighten this burden, hallelujah, to lift this burden, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, we pray, God, oh, hallelujah, Jesus, that, that you would help us to know that we are not alone, hallelujah, that you are here, you are our strength when we 